Welcome to the Urban Income Show, where we speak with minority CEOs, CMOs, CTOs, founders, and other executives to learn about their strategies for success. I'm your host, Lavalcha Chester, CEO of Growth Skills and Urban Income. And today's episode features Irina Maltseva, who leads growth at a cybersecurity company called Aura. Irina joined Aura and is currently working on her mission to create a safer internet for everyone. And we absolutely love that. Irina has already helped Aura grow organic sessions from 50,000 to 800,000 monthly in less than a year, which is incredibly hard to do. And um, before that, Irina worked as head of marketing at Hunter, where she helped grow the user base from 2 million to 3 million and grew organic sessions to 500,000 monthly. Um, there's a lot to discuss and to cover. Uh, Irina, welcome to the show. And so let's jump in. Can you just introduce yourself in your own words? Like, how do you tell people about what you do? Yeah, introduce yourself. Yeah, sure, sure. So what you said is correct. Yes, I work for Aura. I'm um, a growth marketer and I closely work with the SEO. We have a great team of professionals who are growing organic traffic for Aura. As you mentioned, we started like very small. It was around 50,000 sessions when I joined the company. And now it's been like a year, I think like almost 12 months since I joined Aura. We have um, more than 800,000 sessions. Uh, besides, uh, I work as an SEO consultant. I help SaaS company to grow. And I also recently launched my uh, small affiliate website. Hope it will grow big soon. Uh, it's another exciting project I'm working, I'm working on. And before, I spent like three years uh, at Hunter as a head of marketing. We also had a small team. I was like the first marketing hire, but we were growing uh, very fast. That's amazing. Yeah, and it's really important. The reason I want to talk to you is like, I love the numbers that you put up, like case studies. We're very much about results. We we live in the same world. And, uh, you know, there's people who talk theory, but there's people who talk theory, can execute on set theory, could say, hey, actually, this stuff was wrong. This is how we actually do it. And here are the results to prove it. So that's what really caught my eye. Um, and so I'm excited to have you on. And so what's your what's your gender background, nationality, all of that? Uh, I'm from Ukraine. I'm Ukrainian, female. Okay, so you're you're from Ukraine, and how 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 has the war impacted you and your family? And you know, sorry, this is all happening. Yeah, that's that's a tough topic, honestly. So no one expected the war to start. It's a twenty first century, and you know, it's still I still can't believe it's been like almost. 500 days since the war started and say it changed the lives of every Ukrainian dramatically mine and my family so I had to move to a new to my country so I'm live now in Spain in Barcelona I had to start over pretty much everything um, the good thing is that I work remotely so basically I keep doing what I did in Ukraine, but uh, I, I I I feel like I need to find like you know 
a new new friends, new routine here, like everything. You are like learning a new to your language. Same for same for my family. They like my parents uh before the war, they owned uh like two small grocery shops um in Ukraine, but they had to temporarily shut them down because of the uh Russians occupied their territories and it was not safe to work. So yes, and they are kind of now getting back to life these businesses. And you know, it's it's usually this difficult to start working on something, but when it's a war in your country, it's even more difficult. So this is what my parents are doing. They are like rebuilding their business from kind of scratch, like during the times. So it's it's difficult for everyone. It's difficult for, for all the Ukrainians. And there are so many people's people had to leave their homes and start uh to build their lives from scratch. Yeah, that's absolutely you know, horrible and horrific. And and so you were you were working there. What were you doing, SEO? You're living in Ukraine and doing growth marketing as well? Yes. I'm 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 doing marketing for almost last 10 years. So I started like my career more like in a PR and then I switched like from a, to a startups, like to like more tech businesses. But in marketing, I've been like for all my life and probably the last five years I'm working remotely. So it was not a problem, you know, to move to a new country and work remotely, but there are like other problems related to moving to to a new country yeah so like life every everything else housing food like friends like you said and i think like the 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 support system is is totally uprooted um and a lot of people you know and all the stress that comes with that wow um that's how how for and i'm going to skip some questions but in like because we're here, how do you deal with that? Like, how are you dealing with that stress? And and what advice would you give to to people who are who are also in stressful situations? They're you know they're they're not as as awful, probably not as awful as what you're going through. But you know, there's there's a lot of recession and things like that. People losing their jobs and all of that. So, um, how how have you been able to to just stay focused, still do your job, still? still be able to execute and manage everything that's going on. Honestly, since the war started, it was, I remember, it was a work day. It was 7 a.m. Actually, it was 24th of February. On 23rd of February, I had my birthday. So I celebrated a birthday, like with my husband, with my friends. And I woke up and I read the news and I realized like the war started. At that time, we've been traveling with my husband to Barcelona just to celebrate my birthday. This is how we end up staying here like for uh for more than a year, you know, with one 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 suitcase. And like at that morning, like the war was the last thing I was thinking about, honestly. Well I, I didn't even have to tell it to like at that point I worked for Hunter. I didn't even have to tell it to like the founders. They understood that I need some time off because it's impossible to be productive. It's impossible to focus on your work, on your routine when uh, when the when the war is in your country, when your family uh, are not safe, and 
all I was thinking about is just like, what, like, how's my family? How's my friends? Like, what's now happening in my country? So I was like checking news 24 seven. So I cannot like give a good advice how to focus during this, you know, difficult time because you can't and need time to go through this. And then you can slowly uh, return back to work. And obviously, like, I think I took like two or three weeks off, like without working. And like the founders of Hunter, both Anton and Sansa were very supportive. They told me like, take as much time as you need. They understand you. They were also like helping um, a lot of Ukraine's like donations. They donated like a huge amount of money to Red Cross. So they're really helpful and supportive. No one was pushing me, you know, to to get back to work. So it was easier for me. But in two or three weeks, I started to return like slowly. I wasn't like that much productive, but in, in you know, in a few months, I got back to my uh, normal pace. You're right. But I, I, I think that's also great advice, right? Um, I think the fact that you... You took the time to focus on, right? Whether forced or not, I think in this case it's like it's life or death. So you have to, right? You're not going to do keyword research when when you're you're thinking about life or death. So I, I think for everyone listening, you know, when things are hard, sometimes you have to take the time to actually focus on them, manage them, get them done, communicate that with with your employer uh, and your your peers and friends and family or whoever you have to. To, so that you have the time and 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 you're able to to, to do that, but taking your time really really helps. Uh, and I think it, it's important. In, in Irina's case, you know her her company they knew that this was going on, so it, you know they already they were already there to support. But um, I think it's also key to to communicate um what's going on in your life. Yeah, and this is something like death in the family, you know those types of things. Somebody gets cancer communicate that ask for the time off and and uh, and just make sure you take it so that you could then you know get back to 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 being productive so that's um i know this is hard so thank you for um for for talking about this because um you know there's a there's a lot going on and um and i think it's important that other people people hear this hear hear uh, your story um how did you get into seo so it was like a long marketing path. So as I mentioned, I first started like as a PR and I was working for big brands, big companies like Intel, like L'Oreal, but it wasn't just like my thing. So at some point I decided to switch to SaaS, to startups. And when I was working for my first SaaS company, as all of the SaaS companies, we wanted and we needed to start a blog. So we started to write articles and, you know, we check out Google Analytics. No one's reading them. Okay, so we have a problem and we need to fix it. So this is how I started to learn SEO, just like to fix the business problem because I was also in a small company. I was like the only marketer there. So I had to do it myself. And so this is like how I started to, to learn SEO. It was like, I think back in 2016 or something. That's amazing. So you're, you're relatively self-taught, right? So you read, you watch videos, and then you applied. Um, so anyone listening, you know, I really transitioned from PR, and we actually on 
on Learning IQ on our Growth Skills site, we have a uh, an SEO course specifically for PR professionals. Um, and did you say SEO helped your, or did you say, would you say that having that PR b- background helped you with SEO at all? I'd say yes, because being like a PR specialist, you have to work a lot as a content. At that time, I had to write a lot of like articles, press releases. I did a lot of like interviews, etc. So I knew how to create a good content. The only thing that when I started working on SEO, I didn't know like you know these technical things, like on uh, how to build backlinks, how to do like you know website audit, etc. But this is something you can actually learn yourself. And there are so many great materials online. So it's just easy to learn if you want to. What advice would you give to anyone trying to get into the SEO industry? I would say uh, launch your own blog and experiment with it. So find the topics that you're passionate about. Launch a blog, you know, on the WordPress. It's like $0 per month. Probably you want to buy a thing if you want something like more advanced, or you can just pick one of the free things. Start creating content, start building backlinks, start optimizing your website for speed, uh, start uh, checking your rankings and see how it's growing. If it's not growing, try to understand why it's not growing. And if you will be able to achieve like some significant results, even like a few thousand, like one, two, three thousand traffic traffic like organic sessions per month it you will be able to find a job in seo i'm like saying like 100 because you already are able to do it yourself this is your blog but there's a company and the resources you'll definitely be able to do even more so i would say that can be the best part so that is that is brilliant because that that is a hundred percent my thesis as well and even when when we're hiring people, we look to see who has a blog of their own, who is actually practicing their craft, right? Because there's a there's a level of I, I would say you just learn so much when you're building your own site, and that's how I learned too. I was a creative, I was an English major. I wanted to be a novelist, so I wanted to write books and stuff. And I stumbled upon SEO, and I I taught myself. And I had I remember building all these sites and. And when I got into advertising, I realized that like a lot of people around me, they didn't know anything about SEO. They said they did, and their job title was SEO, but they didn't have the hands-on skill set. And none of them knew WordPress. And right, like 30% of the websites on the internet are built on WordPress. So it's like cheating if you have if you have the SEO skill and you have the ability to actually build it, build stuff and publish stuff in, in WordPress. You know, and you're absolutely right. You, you know, you're, you will be able to get a job. And I think it's the learning there um, is really, really important. So I'm, gl- I'm really glad you said that. And so what, and you're, lo- you're just launching your, um, your affiliate site. So tell, tell us about that. Yes. So I launched my affiliate website one month ago, two months ago. Basically it's live, I think for two months, but yeah, I I- see. it looks nice. It looks very nice. I, I work really actively on it, like Kyle, uh, for the last month, and really? already published like around many articles there. So it, 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 it's 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 growing. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, with the, with the SEO, you need like some time, like 
at least three, six months to see the results considering right. a new website. Uh, it's, uh, a mar- it's, it's a website on marketing. Uh, as a marketer, I realized that uh, I can bring my expertise and a value in terms of creating an in-depth reviews on SaaS marketing tools. Because, you know, sometimes for me, it's difficult to find uh, a tool by checking like the reviews because all all of them either are like not tested by someone or like not really in depth or like very generic let's say you know with, with AI you're like many people you know you write the same information and it's hard to make a decision basically on someone's hands-on experience so like it's hard to find a person who really tried tested and gave their own opinion on it and like I really want to fix it you know because i've tested like hundreds of different tools because uh, i'm, I'm in, in marketing for a long time and i want to share my experience my experience using them and in the future like when this website starts to get some traffic to monetize it basically like with affiliate with affiliate because most of the marketing uh software they have the affiliate programs so that's the easiest easiest way to to do a monetization no, that's 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 incredible. That's good, and it's true. Like a lot of the reviews out there, not only on on software, on a lot of things, are just AI reviews, and the bot has not actually tested the product. So I think, um, thinking about Google's helpful content update, you'll be able to produce something new, new insights, new, you know, even tell stories on how you used the tool or and what worked and what didn't work. So I think that that'll cut through, you know, the the the, the the nonsense that that's out there um on that topic how are you writing are you yourself producing the articles every month uh some part of the articles yes okay. i'm working on them especially on the tools that i already tested and like tried for some time let's say in my my pipeline there is a review uh about hunter so basically i was like a fan of marketing there for three years who like but who will write it better than me i don't know yeah. probably current head of marketing of Hunter. Right. There are something changed like since I left the company. So there are like some reviews that I really do. And there are like a few writers with a marketing background who help me doing it, but I'm working with them like very closely on all of it. So I'm behind um like uh the briefs. So my briefs are very detailed like sometimes like for an article mm-hmm. that takes uh 15 pages. My brief would take like eight pages or something. <laughs> so uh I'm I'm making sure like everything goes goes through me. Nice. And- well, let's talk about that process, right? And and this will tie into like what are the, the the tips that like top two or three tips you think um companies need to use uh to to really dominate SEO and content marketing and and growth, right? It's all it's all connected. Um, so talk about that article writing process, like uh, as much as you could share. Um, what do you, what do you, what is that process? So like regarding the tips, I would say like the number one is to create epic content. If your content is average, you won't be able to like go train to your competitors because there is so much, so, so many like average pieces of content online. If you Google to, for now, what Google is looking for, it's something like really in depth, as you mentioned, like with this. Last content update, Google is looking for an expert opinions. 
and really need to become this expert in the niche and to provide this like, value and your own expertise to your readers. So it shouldn't be another like um, AI auto-generated article doing the search. You really need to know your thing and you really need to create great in-depth articles. I think it's very important. Also, like uh, I think this year and probably next year and in the future, uh, the way how we are setting goals for SEO and like for content ranking will change as well. Because before I've heard like from many clients that they are, okay, we have a goal. We need to hit like the first page on Google. But now I think the goal should be, we need to hurt uh, to hit the number one spot because since like, Google is implementing AI in the search, you saw how much space it takes for the AI response and like the ads and everything else and rich snippets. So sometimes it could happen that like on a first page of SERP, it could be only one organic result and you really need to aim to be that number one because being like number 10 doesn't guarantee you now to be present on the first page in Google. And I believe only this is a great content, this is a great backlinks, this website authority, this bringing actually a value to your audience, you will be able to do it. Yeah, no, so that's a really, really good point. So for everyone listening, Google's rolling out May 10th, they, they did this annou- out announcement where they're rolling out their um their AI powered search generative experience, right? So SGE is uh is what everyone's calling it. And what and you know we'll show some pictures of this on on uh, we'll show some videos of this. And basically what Irene is saying is that the first result, when you do a search, Google's gonna use their version of chat GPT to f- pull in information and answer those questions. And then that search will, you could continue that search. It'll remember what you search for and you basically could have a discussion and it'll show different things. But what that does then is it basically pushes any result lower under the fold, including that first organic result, right? So when you look at a search engine results page or a SERP, there's all different types of, we call them widgets or things that pop up, there's recipe blocks, there's, you know, shopping ads, all these things. But Irina is thousand percent correct where, you know, they're saying like the, the drop in organic traffic is going to be like 20 to 50% because, you know, if you're not in that first spot, you're just not really going to have that presence. So that's going to push everything else under the fold. And, um, and what we do, what we sort of, I made, um, I made at, at ages 40 under 40 list years ago in like 20, 2015, because I thought differently about the search engines. What I was doing then was integrating search, right? So if you ran a, a SEO, a paid ad and an organic ad, we, we made sure that our client ranked in the top position in Google ads and SEO for that, right? So and obviously, I now we're on growth skills, and we've doubled down on that. And thing practices like that are going to be even more important because it, this number two, number three, number four, you know, number ten doesn't 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 even exist. You're not going to get the traffic. So integration is going to be key. And um, and I think to your 
you know, your point aiming for that number one spot is going to be, is going to be hard. How would, I mean, it's going to be, should be the goal. How would you get the number one spot? By creating like great in-depth content, building uh, very relevant topical links, building a website authority itself. Um, I think these are three, the most important components. Of course, like doing SEO will be harder and harder every year. I will not be hiding it. So like with this endless Google algorithm updates, you, you actually need to learn, you know, uh, sometimes like not every month, but every week, you need like, to read this documentation and like to see the changes. But I believe like uh, creating quality content and being like an authority in your niche is something that will definitely help you to get to this number one spot. Absolutely. And then how are you using AI and what recommendations would you, would you say about using like, you know, chat GPT is, is first on everyone's mind. Then you've got content writing tools like Jasper. Um, there are tools out there like SEO Surfer, those type of type of things. How would you how how would you recommend using AI to to actually create incredible content? I would say I start with what how I don't recommend to use AI. Want to do that? Yes. <laughs> There's things that you definitely don't have to do. It's yes. Just to completely write articles with AI and copy paste to your blog without even checking. Yeah. That's like a thing that you don't have to do. It's like, no, please don't, 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 don't do it. You'd be surprised. So like I had a CEO who was just doing that. He was just doing, ah, and he, like, he really thought he was a content beast. He was like, I'm writing content. And all he was doing is putting it into, and then copying and pasting and sending it to me. And then he's like, SEO it. And it's, it's impossible. And you're going to blow the site up. <laughs> Anyway, continue. Yes, I, like I mean, like if you want just like to create a website with some content without thinking about ranking it, okay. If it's like you don't want to use like organic search as one of the acquisition channels, you can probably use it. If it's like your I don't know, like a CV or like um like website that you use like a, as a business card, like whatever, you can do it. But if you want to get organic uh, visitors from organic search, you should definitely work on a content yourself, but you have to use AI tools like ChatGPT, Jasper, like any other tool, like a BART, to help you with your research. These tools are really good for that. If you need, like, it, 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 it simplifies a lot the research process. You don't have to need, you don't have to read now, like, 100 pages of like a content on a specific topic, you can just ask, you know, ChatGPT or any other AI tool to give you a brief summary of each article to understand what is the search intent or what should, what people are speaking about, like in these or that articles. So that's a really good tool for research if it comes to an SEO. It's also good uh, to use for uh when you create like content briefs, it helps you to have like a good structure based on the articles that are published on Google. You can see like the intent because 
you cannot come up like with something like random. You you always need to check what like your competitors are covering, what structures they have. That's an important thing. And um, AI tools actually like, help a lot creating like um, meta tiles, meta descriptions, FAQs. You you can use it for FAQs. Like uh, obviously you will need just like to read the game, to double check, to probably make some changes. But let's say if you write an article on like best email marketing tools and you need to include in an FAQ, what is the email marketing, ChatGPT will help you <laughs> to, to write a nice definition, obviously, because it's like an easy thing. It's not changing. It's 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 like, you know, uh, something that, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, I think that's it. Just don't, don't copy-paste content fully like from ChatGPT and expect it to rain. And probably you will be punished by Google because Google is just like, you know, fine, is it? So their Google's algorithms are updating to make sure people are writing content, not like robot, robots writing content. So I think it's important. Exactly. And so, so to recap that, you said research, you could use AI um, and these tools to, to really do research. They're very useful for that to help create structure on how and your content brief. So how the content should be laid out, what topics and, and, and things should be should be in there. We use it to like outline headers and all that type of thing. And really to see who's ranking it and all of that. And then um and then meta titles and and facts, those types of uh things that standard things, especially from a fact standpoint, that don't really, standard definitions that won't really change. Um, so yeah, so I think those are those are very good. And always, you know, like Irina said, with a human touch, even if it's a standard de- definition, look at it, you should add your own words because you got to be careful with plagiarism because you don't know where they're, they're, they're taking stuff from. So um, it's, it's nice to adjust the copy. So I think that's, that's awesome. What are um, what are the things that what's the top three things you're most proud of that you've that you've accomplished um in the last five years? That's a tough question because <laughs> there are so many things happened like during this last five years. I bet. Uh, you know, at every at every job I have, there is something I'm proud of. Because obviously, I'm when I'm doing something, I'm always learning. And let's say at Aura, like. I'm very proud, like how with a team, like this, 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 this is a really small team. I have mm-hmm. like an amazing teammates, Jory, Alina, Gaetana, who, who are like, really the best. And like working with such a small team, we were able to achieve like uh, almost like a million sessions, I hope soon, or like organic sessions in less than a year. It's, that's a great result. I mean, like I have. I, I was working for on SEO for many other companies, but I, I, I can say it's like the best result that, uh, like in this short period of time. Where, where is the company based? In Boston. Oh, okay. Very cool. And um, at Hunter, I was really proud that we launched once like uh, a cold email template directory, the biggest one, because like I was doing cold email trees, you know, for many different things, like for, for marketing, like sometimes for sales, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes like following building and creating great cold email templates is always tough. Yeah. And 
that's why like it was like a reasoning behind it. Just we need to create like this huge directory to give some inspiration to the people. So I like interviewed like hundreds of people. I reached out like to hundreds of people who do call out reach so they can share the templates that actually work for them. And awesome. Yeah, and that was really cool thing because I received like a lot of feedback from uh, from salespeople, from marketers that these templates help them to create the templates and bringing companies like good money now. That's also something. Oh, that's incredible because I I um I was uh, head of SEO and content at Seamless AI, so I know the world of Hunter. Uh, it's Hunter IO, right? Yes, yes, correct. Yeah, that's for that Hunter. So, oh, it's funny, a Rand. I just saw that Rand pulls in Rand Fishkin, who who runs Sparturo. You know they're pulling Hunter into Sparturo now. Do you yes. know that? I was working with Rand on this integration. Oh, were you? Very cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm speaking at his conference, and I'm actually interviewing Amanda, who's their their head of uh of marketing today. She's going to be on the podcast. So you're you're nine a.m. I got a three p.m. Peter and I have a three with Amanda. But when I saw that, because I'm speaking at their conference in November, September, November time, when I saw that, I was like, like people don't know how huge that is because when, you know, I've had a, 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 a very interesting career path where I grew up in, in marketing, so SEO focused, but then became a chief marketing officer. But I had to be a chief marketing officer for a company that did outsource sales. So the whole sales side of things is just incredible. And, and when you, on, when you, when you live in that world, you understand that you have to get the e- email list and then you have to email and then those, those templates. And this is why even more, you know, respect to you, like those templates are hard, man. And, and figure out what works. So you having got out and done that work for the people and creating a database, I think that's really, really big, but it's cool that it all comes full circle that you worked on, on that integration with, uh, with Rand and, and that team. That's pretty cool. That's awesome. So, um, so what else? So you you did the the database, the the email database, uh, for for outreach. And did you do any programmatic SEO with that, or or was it just hardcore like collecting information and? Not much, not much. I'm not a big fan of programmatic SEO. Just I really love to control everything. I really love to do these manual changes. It's, you know, like. Some people apply the programmatic SEO approach to the blog and they even create like blog posts or like, I, I know in the past, like even before I joined Hunter, they tried like to create like uh, a lot of, you know, these programmatic pages with someone's, you know, like if someone is searching for specific information, I'm looking for this person, for this company, and you have a page for, for everything. And it, as far as I know, I, I didn't like really dive in into the data like a lot but from what i heard it didn't bring a lot of uh quality traffic uh funny it was like very you know those, those people were mostly like uh subscribing for like a free trial and uh they were not no real like value for company and it was also like um a bit of a mess in in Google Analytics when you have like thousands like of pages, and you cannot control. And you, it's very hard to build like the funnels and to understand like how your marketing and SEO section like working. That's why like 
we simplified everything. Let's say at Hunter, the website is very small, but like 90% of um, clients, like trials, whatever, they come from the organic search. They didn't have many pages, but all of these pages were working great. Yeah, no, it's funny you said that, like living living this life, because like Zoom, in that world, Zoom Info, IPO, they're the, they're the big dog, right? And so doing, being in a very similar position when I was at Seamless AI, I, I came in and they have all these pages, millions of these pages that are directory and people pages, and they had a crawling issue. So I, I fixed all the crawling issues and, and basically it's crawl bandwidth like, and, and structure all that stuff. And unlocking it, I the website traffic blew up, right? So I was able to get a lot of a ton of traffic using those programmatic pages and and increase the keyword rankings really, really quickly. But then Google just knocked it back down because the quality of each of those pages weren't good. Right. So then I was like, oh, okay. And then Google and then like I think the same way Google rolled out their helpful content update. Then I was like, okay. We cannot rush to push these out. Basically, I kept I could I kept the and their sitemaps were correctly correctly configured. So I kept that. I like I didn't fix the sitemaps because I didn't want these pages being indexed. Because I was like, if we get a million of these poor pages getting back into index, we're gonna have a problem. So I did some things with them that that created from I work with the design team to really enhance and make those 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 piece of content useful right so there's a you know they haven't pushed them live but it'll be curious to see what will happen when they push them live i think they'll rank better than they were and they'll stay the rankings will hold but i think at the end of the day like you said the quality of that that traffic is questionable right because it creates two problems this is for anyone listening if you're if you're thinking about doing programmatic seo especially along the lines of company directories and people if people find the pages, they usually create, it creates a customer success problem where they're going to email and say, Hey, get me off this list. I don't want a directory about me personally. Companies usually don't complain like that, but there's problems that, that happen if you're trying to do this specific, um, the specific programmatic SEO around building company pages and people pages. So that, that's very interesting. Right. That's correct. Even, even without this, uh, programmatic pages. Like at Hunter, we, we, we received like a request from people to remove them from database. And we even created, you know, this like specific page with a form where people can submit and remove from, from the database. And I believe if you have like thousands, like hundreds of thousands of pages, it's even more difficult to manage this request. Yeah. Um, it could turn into, you know, problematic SEO versus programmatic SEO, which is, uh, which, you know, it's. SEO is already complicated and, and difficult in, in some cases. So just be careful um, for everyone listening. Um, from a from a, a daily habits, um, what kind of daily habits are you doing? Like, where are you learning from? Because you're saying that you have to, in order to be successful, obviously in SEO or growth marketing, you have to learn. So where are you learning? Um, where are your sources of inspiration? So... Uh... Regarding the day routine, I'm not the person who wakes up at 5 a.m. and <laughs> does like patience and yoga. <laughs> That's you totally know, like, fine. 
I remember it was trendy like five years ago, like all of the San Francisco founders doing out 5 a.m. Now it's wake up like 3 4 a.m. to be successful. No, like I, I, I really like focus now on my work life balance, which, which helps to be productive, honestly. Like I have at least eight hours of sleep every day. I have my slow mornings in the mornings. I'm just trying to do the things that, you know, I really enjoy. I have a breakfast with my with my husband. Sometimes we go somewhere outside, like try a new cafe. Uh, I do like, uh, sometimes I like read or go to the gym. So for me, it's important in the morning to do the things that I really like, to not be rush, you know, to have a good start to a day. And only after that, I'm able to start working. Uh, I don't use any, you know, advanced techniques or anything. Everything, everything is super small. Uh, so every at the, at the beginning of the week, I create a list of the tasks that I need to do, and I'm trying not to add or remove any tasks like during the week, because yeah, just lock it. And I aim to focus only on these things, uh, like during the week. And obviously, I have like some some of the priorities and some like this is some small tasks up and I can solve them like in five ten minutes obviously I can do them but for I I found out that for me that really works well that I have this list of the tasks that I'm working like during the week and we just like mark as done and and that's it so every morning I check what's on my plate and I, and I work on it these are like very simple things I do like every morning I also check like email newsletter because I'm subscribed to many cool uh talented marketers um SEO people so it's a great way to learn LinkedIn Twitter just like to stay up to date what's what's going on in the world what's going on like marketing SEO uh that it's like no no like uh big or you know, un- <laughs> oh, that's that's amazing because uh, I uh, I think I'm late to the trend, but I um I I started I was testing the 4 a.m. wake up, and I did it for did it for eight months, and I started feeling and looking like a person who woke up at 4 a.m. every day, and I was like my my face my eyes got these huge bags, and I was terrible, and I was like you know what this is not worth it, <laughs> this is just not worth it. I'm not doing this anymore. And um, it was like physically painful for me, right? I used to fight bare knuckle karate, so when I had a fight, I I had to wake up at four a.m. right, four thirty, and I would train and, and you know I, I would fight and and um and you had to do that to be a good Kyokushin fighter. So for me, I was like, oh, I could just do this every day and normal, it'll be fine. No, it's not. It's just not. It's not worth it. So now I don't do that anymore, and, and uh, I think I, I made a LinkedIn post like, this, "Do not do this to yourself. It's not not worth it at all." Um, so I, I think it's also part of the person, but I'm not a person. If I don't have enough sleep, I'm not proactive, and you know, yeah. everything like honestly depends on <laughs> if I had a good sleep, I will be a good worker. Sure. If not, if it's like two three hours, I won't be super productive. Yeah, I think that's all human beings. And and but what I used to do is well, I still do it now. I have a I have a two year old. Nine by nine p.m. We're, we have to be in bed. If I'm going to wake up at four, but nine p.m. I'm in bed. She wakes me up at six anyway. But um, 
but yeah, so that's that's pretty. Yeah, so I I hear you there, and I I love that you're doing the most important things in the morning because pilot, God knows what happens, you know, emergency at work, all these thing, kind of things could um could really come into play. So I I too like getting my workouts in and, and whatever, doing all that stuff, that stuff in the morning, and I love your routine, right? Setting setting the task for the week, and and keeping to them. And um, and not adding or replacing everything. I think that's incredible advice. And um, and any is there any last bit of advice um you would give to to your younger self? Always keep learning new things. Um, and like never give up if something is not working out, especially like when it comes to SEO. You know, not all of the websites are growing fast or yeah. like uh, some people like really get disappointed about it. And it's important to be persistent, know what are your goals and work on them like on a daily basis. Just consistency is, is a very important, I would say. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And even, and I, I, I think to add to your point there, Sometimes ranking goes up and traffic goes up and sometimes it goes down. And if you're, if you, if you give up when you're down, you'll never go back up, right? You got to just keep at it um, and just embrace, you know, the, the new changes because in, in all things, you know, in all challenges, especially change, there are opportunities. So if you look for the opportunities with the new search, uh, what's happening with um, SGE on, on, AI powered search experience, you know, look for those new opportunities. And and one thing I gotta I gotta say about um, you know, your people, Ukrainians, like your talent, your level of talent. So we we have a protege, Growth Skills has a protege program. And um and we had a young lady, she's UK, Ukrainian, um, her name is Yana. She came through our program and she's one of the best marketers I've ever seen. And she she was a salesperson. She used to sell um, she used to sell, uh, just go door to door selling stuff, right, in Ukraine. And then she came to America, and I was teaching at Baruch, and um, and that's where I met her. And she's like, "Look, I really learned a lot from you. I would like to just stay on and learn and, and work with Girl Skills." So I would give her work to do. I train her. She'd go through our program, and she'd come back, and I'm like, "Wow!" Like she really thought about this. Like the work was thorough. Everything was at like at a level that. Even some of the managers or directors that we've been doing, you know, and not the, you know, take a crap on my U.S. people, but like the work, the work level and thinking and and product and output was like it, it was as if she was doing this for twenty years. And I was like, wow, you're going to just be an incredible like power in marketing for any company that you that you work for work for. And, and I, and, and, you know, as more and more, um, we work with more and more Ukrainians and I, I would say, um, we have, we have a, a, a team, um, from Bulgaria as well. We have an officer, we're building out an office in Bulgaria. The level of talent is just way better than what I'm seeing in, in the States. And I'm not, I'm not trying to offend anyone, but I just want to give you credit where, where it's due because, um, you know, keep pushing because you, you're already successful and, um, and you know, I can't wait to see what you're doing in five years because you're going to be like, 
you know, you're going to change the world. Right. And that's, that's, you know, so I'm, I'm glad I was able to, to, to talk to you now and I'll, I'll check in with you, but, um, yeah, we're, you know, we're here to support you and, and, and all Ukrainians and, 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 um, and, you know, whatever you need from us, just let us know We're we're here, we're, we're in your corner, but, um, keep up, keep up the good work. And, and we really, you know, we much respect. Yeah. Like you really appreciate these words and that you help to Ukrainians, you know, Ukrainians are really a hardworking nation. And this is like one thing that I'm trying to switch from working hard to working smart because all my life I was thought like you need to work hard and as you talked about this Yana I I realized this is one of the person who is working you know hard and probably smart as well so yeah, and, she, yeah. I, well I'm, I'm gonna tell like in the first two weeks I was like like wow like she was like you should position it this way I forgot what the thing was but she was like you should position it this way and I, it just blew my mind. I was like, I never, I, I didn't see that. I like, I've been doing this for a while. I just didn't see it. And I was like, you're absolutely right. And um, the other thing she did, like, like she would always make what I asked her to do better. So she, I would say, hey, here's the, here's the content audit. Here's the template. Here's how you do it. Do, 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 do. She would take that. She would do it. Then she'd say, hey, this is what I've done. But I did some additional research. I tested some things, and here's the things that I've added it to. I was like, Oof, "This blew my mind." Because like I, for years, I've been trying to get like exactly what you say. Someone's like, "How do I get good at SEO?" I'd say, "Hey, start your own blog." And no one's no one listens to me, right? But and then I'd say, I would say, "Hey, you know what really gets you promoted really quickly at your job is if you think about the task, you deliver that task, but then you say." How can I make this at least, how can I make this better? And then you deliver a better version so that you've, you've, you've checked the boxes. So you can't get in trouble for not doing exactly what was asked, but you're smart enough to say, Hey, it's probably some things I could add to this. And, and, and if that, and then you show that and known that in my career for the most part, well, Tina, there's a few people that have done it. Right. Um, and her shoes is built that way. Yana was built that way straight out of the gate. And I was like, wow, this is super impressive. Right. And, you know, now she's running marketing um, for a Boston based company. And, you know, she's thriving and doing well. But, you know, she came from not knowing SEO marketing and just to thriving. And it's just all work ethic, um, thinking. And, and um, yeah, I think that's that. Yeah, it was just really impressive. So. That's great to hear. And so let's, on that note, uh, we're going to end this. So thank you, Irina, for being here today. And um, and thank you, everyone, for tuning in to the Urban Income Show. I hope you found this episode informative and inspiring. Please remember to subscribe to our channel and follow us on social media. Um, and we'll see you on the next one. Thank you for watching and listening to this episode of the Urban Income Show. Make sure to subscribe on YouTube, follow us on social, and visit urbanincome.com.